Hello and welcome to another episode of Forerunners.app with Alice and Lissy. First of all, we're going to start off with our quick fire questions. Alice, number one, what is your favorite flavor ice cream? Strawberry. Didn't see that coming. See, I need a little bit of a, uh, I was a fourth child. And when you get Neapolitan ice cream in like those three litre tubs, typically the chocolate and the vanilla go first. Strawberry is very, very reliable. It's always there. It's always going to be there for you. You know, it's always that last strip. And so you just learn to adapt and change your taste buds so that you've always got something available. Is that what it is? I don't know. Maybe. Even now? What about like, surely you'd go like some sort of like macadamia, salted caramel. In this day and age when you've got so many fancy flavours, you do strawberry? No, I wouldn't have like a fancy ice cream flavour, but if I'm going to go for like a good workhorse flavour that you're just always going to have on tap that's going to be moderately fine, I'm going to okay. go strawberry. All right, right. I get it. Mm. Okay. Uh, what's worse, running in the rain or running in the wind? Wind. Oh, my God. I don't mind a bit of like puddle, like splashing. Yeah. Um, it's actually quite good, quite fun. Obviously, you get really wet shoes. That's probably the only downside, but the wind is the worst. I'm a small person. I don't want to, you know, be running in that sort of environment. Yeah, fair enough. Do you prefer sitting on a couch or sitting at a table? I don't really like sitting in general, to be honest. If I have to choose, it's definitely going to be a couch. I feel very formal at a table and you'll see me most of the time on the floor. Sweet potato or regular potato? Oh, you can't go past the regular potato. I feel like he's been really, really made uncool over the last few years and I feel like you need to give him a little bit of a pep up. That's my go-to. Favourite recovery strategy? I'm going to say ocean dip. Doesn't matter. Oh, I'm, I'm devastated to hear that. Hang on a second. What are you doing right now with your leg? Okay. Well, so I've got this little block of ice, right? And um, Lissy actually, she's got me onto this. I've had a little bit of knee and tibial sort of compartment overload. So basically, I don't want to say it, but shin splints. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's just a bit daggy. Anyway, it's not that bad. But so you get this little uh, cup, you freeze it. You yeah. water in it. You freeze the water. <laughs> the cup stays intact it's not frozen you squint you freeze the water you get a like a chunk of ice in the container flip it upside down so it stays in there and then she's just sort of rubbing it on her leg i'm just rubbing it up and down my shin bone at the moment um <laughs> so yeah no it's a real awesome. good time it and actually you, is great you even said that you're finding it that's really help helping it is he's in the I think it's got a really good analgesic factor. I'm not sure how much anti-inflammatory sort of properties this is going to do, but I'm into it. I'm for it. And I really respect the fact I'm that calling it. Um, yeah. Three times a day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm really impressed how diligent you are um, with it. And you actually have been listening to me. Yeah, I know. And doing it. So I've got a really addictive personality. <laughs> My phone's something that I like. I'm just going to go for it. She does. She does. It's true. It's fantastic. All right. It's my turn. All right. You are on the tendon wagon at the moment. Therefore, you've been doing a lot of like collagen supplements and just trying to do all those little one percenters that you can do to help fix your tendon. So that being said, you've gone down a little bit of a path of making heaps of jelly, like to the point where it's like everything in the fridge is full of jelly. Like I'll open up some yogurt and you will have filled that thing with jelly. Yeah. <laughs> down the yogurt and replaced it with jelly. Actually, like just gaslighting all the condiments in the <laughs> fridge. Anyway, if you were to make jelly, which you've got a lot of, what is your flavour? Port wine. Yeah. Kind of strange. Is that flavour though? I have no idea, but also Port Wine Magnolia is my favourite scent in terms of flower. So um, there's something in it. I don't know. It's kind of, is it like a bit vanilla -y? It's vanilla, but purple flavoured, I think. I mean, purple coloured. Yeah, I can. Vanilla flavour, purple colour. Okay, good. And with this hamstring tendon, are you going to be preferring to do isometric holds against the wall or isometric holds on the floor in sort of a bridge position? What is your go-to? A little bit of a quick fix. 
are probably, oh, I think on the floor is more effective, but against a wall is more um, practical. So, okay, for a wall, I reckon, yeah. because you, you can do it anywhere. You can literally find a pole wherever you're running, tree, anything, and just do a bit um, hold against a wall. You've been known to do that. You've been in the middle of like a group run. You're like, guys, hold up. I'm just going to like lie down here and I'm just going to do a little bit of a high symmetric hold. I'm going to do some internal rotation drops. And you're like, all right, off we go. <laughs> That's true. You would have been, how do you even know this? Oh, so annoying. I would not stand for that. I'd keep going. I'd say, you're fast enough. You can you can catch me when you're ready. Yeah, that's true. I've got some very um, patient running friends for sure. From there, I'd leave you in the dust. Okay, number three. So a little bit of a back paddle. You've never seen the movie Notting Hill. And I was devastated to learn this because it's my favorite movie of all time. I'll watch it once a week. No dramas. And you do agree, one of the best movies of all time, no yeah. question. Now, who would be your favourite character in the Notting Hill? Hugh Grant, I reckon. I've never been a Hugh Grant fan, but it's actually, there's something really like endearing about him. He's really like cute and goofy. And yeah, I have to say, I reckon he's my favourite. And that's quite nice because he has been slammed in the media recently, giving some really sort of grumpy old man interviews. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of nice to see him and he's like, he's good old, you know, really charismatic days back in Notting Hill. So he's sort of been... um. I don't know, rekindled in your mind. I know what you wanted me to say. You wanted me to say that his weird and quirky sister, because I remind you of her, right? (laughs) No, not the quirky sister. I want his white mate Spike, to be honest. I'm not like either of them. Yeah, no, he's fantastic. Um, Okay, number four, true or false. At World Relays one year, you invented a cuisine. This cuisine involved fruit muffins with chicken and ketchups. True. Almost true, 90% true. So it wasn't a fruit muffin, it was fruit bread, but it was like, you know, like raisin toast and it's basically like bread with raisins in it and like cinnamony flavor. This was kind of just like white bread, but a little bit sweet, a little slightly crumbly and had sultanas in it. And for some reason, I just remember, I don't know how I came across it, but I must have just put like, you know, in a typical buffet fashion, you just put a little bit of everything on your plate. And then I discovered that ketchup on chicken inside this bread was actually a really fantastic combination. That's horrific. That's actually my worst nightmare. Yeah, I know. It sounds bad, but I'm seriously, you got to try it. I'm surprised you went 10 home. To find, you know, it's very un-Australian to do that. Get on the bus. Yeah. I reckon I was probably uh, ditched by my friends. <laughs> Several times in that. I don't know. Okay, final question. Each week, if you have to run one marathon per week or you have to race three 5K track races per week, what are you going to choose? Hurricane Marathon. Seems a little bit more sustainable. Have you ever run a 5K in spikes and then tried to like pull up? That's not my jam. Yeah. I don't know. I reckon it's really hard to get yourself up for a race, just like <laughs> emotionally. Three times a week is quite a lot. So I reckon a marathon because it's a little bit more chilled. All right, you've been Not for that ever run a marathon. Do you have a Let's just say that. I mean, it sounds pretty good. All the marathon a marathon is absolutely just jaws to the floor. All right, we are going to start off this episode, having got through those quick fire, with a little bit of a product review. Because, Al, you've been wearing this uh, new bra. You've got it in black and red. And I, sh- I should say like sports bra, not just like everyday bra. You could probably wear it every day. To be honest, you won't find me in a normal bra very often. It's usually a sports bra, to be fair. Yeah. So you've got two of them and you basically haven't taken them off since you've had them in the last couple of weeks. They have multiple pockets. So now I've always been the person that stashes their phone in odd places when you're sort of going for a run, going for a walk, whatever it is. But I've never come across someone as diligent with their phone routine as you. Can you just talk us through the logistics of how you typically carry your phone before we go into the product review? All right. So I might like my, my placement area of choice is down my crop top, my sports bra. Um, Between your boobs. 
Yep, just sort of like we're kind of sitting on top, I guess, mm. horizontally. Um, so I put the phone in a Ziploc plastic bag and then I put the plastic bag in a sock so that it doesn't get like chafing on my body. Um, but, you know, if it's just in a sock, then often you like the sweat might seep through. So to keep it seal proof so that it doesn't get wet, but also doesn't rub on you, that's my combination of choice. Now, I've seen you go through this process because it is quite an ordeal and you do have systems, you have strategies. So phone, in the snap lock bag, in the sock, down the bra, and then you've got corded headphones. So then you have to logistically manage to get the corded headphones <laughs> into this whole device, which you've jammed and you're cropped up, into your ears, and then you leave. You come back. It's never been too much of an issue for you. You've done very well. I tried it once and I'm still scarred. I got such bad chase that I was bleeding down between my boobs and also I still have that same mark. So anyway, the long story short of this is we needed something to compromise and I'm not one for wearing a phone in the side pocket of my pants. I have done it, but I'm all about pelvic stability. So the second you put a phone on one hip and it's not on the other hip, suddenly there's this subtle sort of asymmetry in the pelvis and being the obsessive compulsive sort of pelvic stability person I am, that's just not going to cut it. So enter the Drive 3 bra. Fantastic. This phone slots right between your shoulder blades. So not only is it sort of completely out of show, it's not going to give any chafe, it actually gives you a little bit of a post reminder. You can feel the foam between your shoulder blades and shoulders are down and back. And then off you go, you go for your run. I'm in a fortunate situation. I don't have cords. So bang in my little bit of airport situation. It's a dream. Yeah, to be honest, and since you've had these bras, I've been like quite impressed and quite envious of it. Mm -hmm. um, because also, I think the thing that surprised me was how easy it was for you to like get in and out. Like it's quite easy just to grab it. Like it's not fiddly at all, which I would have thought. I guess my question to you, because I haven't actually tried it, how's the sweat situation? Like does your phone actually like get wet? Because I feel like your middle back is quite a sweaty area. Is it sort of protected or? Yeah, do you know what? I've actually not noticed that. My phone comes out pretty dry. Look, admittedly, recently I did crush my entire phone doing planks on a dance floor at a wedding, as you know. So I do have my phone in this real drop proof, apparently drop proof for 15 meters. Haven't tested it, not going to. It's like a tradie case, right? So I'm not sure if that gives me a little bit of extra protection, but I pulled my phone out. It works beautifully. There's no like fogginess due. So the Drive 3 Sports Bra, you heard it here first. It's going to go places. Get onto it. Yep. women out there, men, whatever. All right. Now moving on, a bit of a weekend recap. Saturday, we went to Ability Festival in Birama. Fantastic festival. So good. It's first time. This Is this the first year that you've ever heard about it? Oh, I've been. Yep. Same. I haven't even heard of it before, but we were absolutely impressed by it. It was a huge day, absolutely massive day, the way that the logistics went with that whole festival. So it's it's all abilities, all disabilities welcome. And there were heaps of features at this festival. They'd thought of everything. They had tents, which were really, really nice and soundproof. So if anyone was getting too overwhelmed with all the lights, the camera, the action, the music, they could just go have some chill time. They had some incredible sign language. People on the side of the stage, 100% the standout. It was absolutely amazing. So the way that they really got into um, the songs, so they knew all the lyrics, so they must have really practiced beforehand. But the way that they were like enacting it as well to make it, you know, really engaging mm -hmm. for the people who are obviously like reading their language, really, really impressive. And even the logistics of that, there was heaps of wheelchair access. They had shuttle, shuttle buses. Yeah. yeah, it was fantastic. And I mean, of course, the lineup there was fantastic as well. The artists themselves were just absolutely making it rain. It was a beautiful afternoon. We had so much fun. Our step count was like 30,000 steps for that day, just jumping up and down. Absolutely fantastic. So if anyone wants to have a festival recommendation, that will be our go-to. I think my favourite part was just kind of just the general vibe and just the, the courtesy and care from everyone. 
it was kind of just like everyone seemed really um, like really welcome and included. And so, you know, usually when you go to festivals, you're just kind of hanging out with your friends, but it seemed just like everyone was sort of mates with everyone and everyone was kind of like helping each other. And, yeah. um, and like you said, they had so many different services. So they had like a platform where people in wheelchairs could go so that they could have um, like ideal viewing without people standing in their way. I even liked that they had like a 30 second um, warning to say that there's going to be fast lights happening, you know, for people that have epilepsy um, or any issues with like strobe lighting kind of thing. So they really catered for everyone. It was really special. Absolutely. And the mosh pit was actually brilliant. So there was wheelchair access within the mosh pit and the way it all worked was just completely flawless. I mean, it was Dylan Alcott has done an incredible job of it. There was also subtitles above the stage. So you could actually read the subtitles, you know, so the lyrics were there. They karaoke style. Yeah, exactly. It was literally everything thought of. You could not fault it. Also, the food, the drinks and everything like that. That's really cool merchandise. I had some like retro vintage stores down there. It was it was five stars. I reckon the pizza there was actually like one of the best pizzas I've had. Yeah. The bases, wood fire pizza, really good. Uh, so good. So what was your favourite band, do you reckon? You can't go past Alex Leahy. I mean, our absolute draw card for that entire event, Alex Leahy, she is our favourite artist. Specifically, the song Congratulations absolutely went off. And surprisingly, I think I've stolen your answer here, the Hilltop Hoods. Yeah. Oh my God, these guys can absolutely move and they can rally a crowd. Yeah, I was actually surprised because I'm not really a Hilltop Hoods fan. Like back in the day, it wasn't really something I was interested in. But I was just like, whoa, mesmerized by the whole time. But also Broods, I thought like... She, like, she's such a performer and, like, really got everyone, like, it, all their music's sort of quite mellow, really, but, like, the singer was just moving the whole time and so literally there was no one in the crowd that was still. So it was so interesting how, like, you know, the, the stage presence can affect. Yeah, she's amazing. And just watching her, like, pelvic dissociation in her dance moves, <laughs> it was outstanding the way she could, like, posteriorly, anteriorly tilt her pelvis, lunge, kick. It was kind of a little bit Elaine from Seinfeld vibes. Like, it was quirky as hell, but she got it moving and it was, yeah, it was actually standard. Trust you to notice, like, the pelvic dissociation and the Pilates and the Wayne. Physio hat on. For always. It never leaves. And then quite a contrast to this music festival. The next day, we did get along to a triathlon. So we've gone from like music and fun into sort of health and fitness, which was obviously a really nice little contrast. One of our really close mates and your running coach, in fact, Nick, who was in that race, last race of the season. Yeah. And it was fantastic the way that logistics of that ran as well. We, we were actually really, really into it. I know. I was so disappointed that that was the last race of the season and that was his first race in, what, eight years or something like that? Yeah, yeah. So he's traditionally a really great triathlete and he's sort of making a bit of a comeback. So it was really nice to see him lighting it up. Yeah, I couldn't believe that he chose the last race of the season though. I'm like just getting started. It was such a great event. I really love his outfit too. He had like a retro fluoro yellow sort of surf life saving singlet that he just like dusted off from like years ago. A pair of bike pants, no fuss. And it is so funny watching the contrast in gear. You know, you've got your high-end, absolutely incredible bikes with like the really wild helmets, like the real aero helmets. Yeah. You know, you've got the solid back wheels and all the terminology I'm using is just completely, I'm not even sure what I'm looking at. But you can tell that bike worth more than my car, no question. Yeah. And then you get the people on their mountain bikes, just in like a rashy and shorts, kind of policey <laughs> style, really. And it was upright, <laughs> upright and just having a lovely time. And I won't forget this one moment. We were just arriving, we were watching the bike leg. And there's this guy tucked into this time trial position. He's got his full aero helmet. He's got everything on. He's checking his heart, right? Checking his heart, right? And literally, he's got an upright mountain bike, literally passes him on the right. And as he passes him, has the nerve to say, lovely day for it. 
this guy. And he just gla- he didn't say anything. He just glanced up, watched this mountain bike guy just pass him. And it was absolutely classic. I was like, oh, it's for everybody, you know? It is. Um, it's a game. It's actually fantastic. It was such a vibe. And yeah, like you say, totally different from a running event because I feel like at run runs, a lot of people, they just kind of turn up. Mm-hmm. Some of them don't even have like proper running shoes, whereas in triathlon, most of the people sort of have all the gear. All the gear. Really prepared for it because obviously something they've trained for for a really long time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. Like so many similarities, but differences within the two communities as well. Yeah, it's actually really good to have that contrast. Now, moving across to you, Lissy, you have had a little bit of a journey with your hamstring tendon. We've been sort of breaking it down bit by bit in terms of your progress. Can you give us a little bit of a summation about where you're at in terms of training, hamstring, you know, running plans? I feel like I'm like on the verge of like getting really excited about starting to run again. Yes, it's happening. I haven't run for quite a few months now and it's absolutely been killing me. Um, Just so frustrating. But, you know, you see all these events go past that I like really want to be in and just having to sort of watch from the sidelines. And, um, you know, it's like one thing being able to go and watch people competing in it, but like, I can't even kind of, you know, run across the road, like take like one step running to some cheer them on or something, because, um, literally it's just, I, I can't run at all. Um, so I've been really good, really diligent, haven't run a step. Um, we've had two PRP injections now. I'm just going to interrupt you there. You did run a step. I saw <laughs> a really good song that came on at the music festival on the weekend and you were like, I got to get there. I'm going to be right in the front of this stage for this song. And you took off and I just thought, Lissy, come on, of all the times. And it was the most beautiful gate pattern I've ever seen. It was such a contrast because you've got these music festival goers are all just kind of lounging around. Lissy just streams past like this beautiful Olympian right to the front of the stage. But admittedly, that was probably 50 metres. So Yeah, yeah, it was. And that's what I hope, like I hope that I'll be able to get back into it seamlessly, which is yeah. why I have, you know, been like really diligent in resting and getting it right. Because I feel like, you know, there's sort of two options. There's sort of like heal it a little bit or like most of the way and then get back into it. You might be still limping a little bit. You might be still in pain, but at least you're back. Whereas I'm just like, no, I want it to be a hundred percent. And then I get back into it so I can do it properly. So yeah, after two PRP injections, I'm slowly getting back into, into things. I've started doing a couple of bike sessions, um, getting back into the gym this week. Tomorrow I'll see my physio and he'll hopefully just assess my, my progress, my strength, um, and start to formulate a plan to get back into running. So hopefully in the next week, I'll be doing a little bit of walk jogging. Might be only like 30 seconds of jogging, but it's still jogging. Oh man, just to move will feel so good. And to be fair, you've been so, so great. I've been watching you on the sidelines and you're doing all of your exercises. You're doing all of your strength work. You know, you've been really, really patient with it all. And it is so painful to watch. And there's someone like you who just loves the social aspect, competition aspect with nothing but respect for how patient you've been. But I do honestly feel that this will be brilliant for you moving forwards because it's like you haven't done it half-assed. You're like, right, we're getting it right. And then you can start to really light up the track. Yeah. And I mean, you always have to just try and find like the silver lining in it all. And yeah, while, while it's been really frustrating, I've never had a tendon injury before. And that just takes so long. Such jerks. Like, I can't believe it's like, you know, it was like three months down the track of no running at all. And I'm like still in pain. It doesn't feel like it's improved at all. I feel the last few weeks has actually turned a corner. Um, But still, it's taken so long just to improve like so, like slightly. Um, So, yeah, like I very much can... I'm very much looking forward to getting back into it, obviously, um, but quite aware that it's going to be such a slow process. And then moving forward, we've sort of talked about this in terms of you racing again. Eventually, you'll probably hit the roads a little bit, maybe before you hit the track again, just to sort of ease back into it so you can wear like proper shoes 
and you can get some distance in and then go a little bit faster? What's your what's your go? Yeah, so I think first of all, the goal is going to be to try and you know, increase on my mileage slowly. Don't worry about the speed work. Just try and get heaps of volume in yeah. um, so that I can, um, I guess, like safely sort of progress back into it without doing anything risky. So I think the way that I really stirred this up in November was like by doing a 5K race and having like a, a sprint last 400. And I think that was, you know, what really broke it. So it's the speed work for me that's aggravating it more than anything. So gradually build up the mileage and probably do some half marathons later in the year um, and then progress onto the track and do some 5Ks, hopefully leading towards the Paris Olympics next year. Yes. Amazing. Okay. I love this little uh, trajectory and it is onwards and upwards and we're on the upward slope here for sure. Yeah. And so I guess, Al, I wanted to ask you, you know, what are some changes in the Pilates space? What's sort of happening? I feel like in the forerunners, there's lots of different things going on. So can you give us a little bit of a rundown? Okay, absolutely. Now, there has been a bit of a whole rebrand situation and that is going from just your AB Pilates into forerunners Pilates. And that forerunners will eventually encompass a really holistic space for runners. That will be including sort of dietary, Uh, run coaching, which you do so magically already, Uh, the Pilates space, obviously the injury prevention and that sort of scope as like a one spot shop will be the ethos behind for runners. And at the moment we are leaning more into the on-demand library for the Pilates. And that is because people are incredibly busy. So the live classes are so much fun and that's sort of my passion there. However, the on-demand library has been absolutely cranking recently and specifically the real Pilates quickie. So the short, sharp and often spicy little routines that people can just whack them on pre or post run. So, you know, your 10 minute glute routine, your 10 minute core routine, that you can just easy just whack onto a run or just do a standalone workout in themselves. So overall, the on-demand library is continuing to grow. And the other thing that we've done as a bit of a little bit of a team is each week we've been releasing emails, which are really popular. Uh, People have been really responding to them well, and that is having a specific focus for the week. So for example, one week, it's a single accessibility focused, you know, there'll be three sessions you've got to get through a quickie, a runner's class, and maybe a mobility, for example, or it'll have a thoracic mobility week. Uh, We've had like just a glutes week as well. And, you know, three classes to do a week with a specific focus is a really nice way to tailor in some really good conditioning. I'm a massive fan of that purely because you have, you know, like three set classes and then you can tick them off. And so you just know by Sunday night, you're like, oh, I need to get these three done. Um, And then my Pilates on-demand classes are done for the week. I know. It's like homework. And I've actually had a few people reporting. They're like, quick, I haven't finished my homework. They've done three classes on a Sunday. (laughs) Just trying to crown like before an exam. That is dedication. Absolutely. And that's been going really, really well. And I think that... That change in space of just sort of adapting to people's needs. Also, there's some specific injuries that have cropped up, which are really common. So, for example, you know, your classic, your runner's knee, your medial tibial stress slash shin splints. I've had quite a few ankle sprains as well, and that's more in the team sport space, but I've got a lot of team sport athletes using the Forerunners platform. And also the tendons, the dreaded tendons. So there's a bit more isometric holds in some of the classes. There's some really specific knee focus work and there is a section on there which is just all rehab and there's a whole lot of different strapping techniques and they're super simple as well as I was like DIY I grew up a little gymnast and you know from the age of nine I was strapping all of the body parts I was just like look this is what you just grew up doing it you know like both of your ankles your shoulder always wrist 
Um, so, you know, sort of teaching people to do that and um, be able to move comfortably without pain is something I'm pretty passionate about. Yeah, and empowering people to be able to like sort of fix themselves a little bit. I mean, we don't want to sort of encourage Dr. Google, but like often it is just a, a matter of a strapping technique or something that can sort of align you in the in the correct way, right? Yeah, absolutely. And just gives that little bit of confidence too when you go out there, especially with something like a repeat ankle sprain um, that you just feel like you've got a little bit... Like a little seat belt. Yeah, 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 exactly. And... Also, moving on from the Pilates space and probably including the Pilates space yeah. and the running space as a little bit of a hybrid together, we have a bit of announcement to make. I'm very excited about this. Bit of a drum roll. <laughs> so at the end of May, there's a great the Great Ocean Road Running Festival. It's going to be amazing. It's such a beautiful event. Yeah, absolutely. Incredibly scenic. So there's 5,000 people already entered in the 23 kilometre. I was going to say half marathon. There's actually more than a half marathon. 23 kilometre race. Yep. There's plenty of races to do. So there's a, a 6, a 14, a 23, 45, and then 60, I believe. Yep. And we are going to be leading the pre-run hype activation for the half marathon slash 23K. So we'll be down there on the beach, uh, ready, getting a little bit of hype, getting some glute activation, just getting the body warm, loose and ready to go before the race starts so that you can start the race feeling confident that you're warm, you're hyped, you're amped. We'll bring some really good energy. So we're really excited to do that. We've actually just ordered this really obnoxiously large sign with a QR code, which lists you've organised and it's actually fantastic. Yeah, I was really excited that the QR code actually worked, to be honest. I was really impressed that I could actually get that onto a sign. So uh, It's going to be such a great weekend though. So I think like last year I did the 14K and it was so much fun, beautiful course. So this year, don't know if I'll be ready to be to run any of it, maybe the 6K by the end of May, but super excited to be able to um, get out there and you know, get amongst all the the hype around it. So if anyone's sort of considering going down and racing it, come down and say hi to us. Also, we do have a giveaway that we will be launching soon. We do have some passes for the half marathon and it's such a popular event. I think 5,000 people have already registered and it is closing soon. So we do have between us six passes and there will be a little bit of a Brooks influence here. There will be some footwear. There will be some drive three awesome bra with a pocket, anti-chafe, no phones down the front of your crop top situation. So stay tuned for that because we're coming through with the goods. And also you'll see us down there with our uh, new Pilates merch as well, which is coming through. And so some really, really large Pilates for Runners app signage. Yep. Look forward to it. See you there. Thanks for listening. See you later.